Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. I mentioned at the start of the programme today, I was interested in talking about acne and your experience of that growing up or even now if it's something you're, you're currently dealing with. Because actress Scarlett Johansson, reading her piece this morning, um, she's spoken out about having having suffered with what she described as crippling acne for years. She said at one stage when she was 14, she was told that her face looked like she, um, sorry, apologies, that her face looked like the surface of a volcano. And she dealt with this for years and years until she uh, she she got control over it, and she spoke about it, and figures out it is um, it is Acne Awareness Month this month, the month of June, and we're hearing today that more Irish men than women suffer from acne. It's just women are more likely to discuss the condition. So I want to discuss it today. I want to chat to people. I want to hear what worked for you or what was your experience of it. Um, Amy got in touch. Amy is on the line. You've suffered, Amy, with acne. I have indeed suffered acne for years upon years due to endometriosis. Okay. Um, I have stage three endometriosis, diagnosed when I was 19. And I have suffered with acne on and off throughout my whole life, basically. And it is like it's crippling when you have, like, you know, this on your face, or I suffer a lot with it on my back. You know, so I have like back acne, you know, which is basically I can't wear, you know, like start. I won't wear certain tops, you know, because I don't want to see my, I don't want people to see my back, you know, and it's the same with my arms. I get it down my arms, you know, and people don't understand, I suppose, that acne, it's not just something that you look at and you go, oh, she's a few spots, you know, it is to the point that you're trying different makeups, you know, it's actually... Like, I became so involved with makeup that I made it into a career because I was trying to cover up what you could see on the outside. And I was already battling what was going on on the inside with yeah. endometriosis. You know, and then you go on different medication to try and battle, you know, the devastating acne that's on your face, that's on your back, that's on your arms. And sometimes it can actually make it worse. You know, so it's usually they'll tell you, you know, it's going to get worse before it gets better. And that's something that I've always kind of battled with in my teenage years, but especially more so in my 20s. Mm. I'm 29 now, but it has always been something that I've been so, so self-conscious about. And my mum always says to me, you know, she's like, it's okay, like, you know, we can, like, we'll try this or we'll try that. But when it comes to my back, like, you know, my mum has to exfoliate my back because I can't reach, you know. And then the spots get so sore that, you know, that if I lie down on my back in bed, you know, it's so uncomfortable I can't sleep. So, you know, they'll burst, you know, and it's all hormonal related. Mm. So it's not something that we can just control. It's not something that it's a one pill fits all. No. You know, and especially when it comes to endometriosis and women with endometriosis, because we are constantly, our bodies are like, you know, (laughs) being attacked inside. So it all comes back then to how it projects on the outer surface of our skin. And some women are lucky they don't get acne, you know, but that doesn't mean, you know, that we're all perfect, you know, because just because we don't have it on our faces doesn't mean we don't have it on our back, mm. our legs, our arms, 
you know, and it is something that I suppose we have all, there's such a taboo about it that it's kind of, you know, it's that people would say, you know, like uh, having acne is like, you know, your skin isn't clean. You know, you don't really take your makeup off. You know, but when you actually get to the nitty gritty of it, it is all stems down to hormonal issues. Mm. It can stem down to, like, you know, if you have an autoimmune disease. You know, and that's something I suppose that people don't talk about very often is what it actually comes down to and why we suffer yeah. so badly. You know, and it is, it's just very, very hard when with endometriosis we go through so much with our inner body and then for it to start like you know portraying on the outside of our body it is a very 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 hard thing to deal with and a lot of people don't even think Amy of the fact like you know even when you just when you talk about back acne and how you describe it but like even just the the the, um not being able to sleep at night with it you know like that's you know and then you're thinking you're thinking then I can't have wet white bed sheets because if one of the spots burst, it's going to go in the bed sheet, you know. Or, you know, I we won't wear you know little crop tops or anything because you can see our backs. You know, we can't put tan on the back or on our backs. You know, then it will be we can't get sunburnt because the pain will be excruciating. You know, so it is. It's not just mm. acne. You know, and that's I suppose the voice that we want to get out there. Yeah, is absolutely. Yeah, I listened to to Shane Coleman here earlier this morning. You know, and he, he was talking about yeah. his experience um, dealing with it growing up, and and I, I thought it was an interesting point he made when people like people when they meet you or they talk to you about it and everybody wants to kind of offer advice and did you try this and try the other and actually that must be terrible of course you've tried everything yeah and that is one thing I suppose that when you speak and you're talking to somebody you know you will notice that they are staring you know at like your spots you know or they'll say like oh that looks very sore your skin looks very sore you know and sometimes you know as women we can try and cover that up with a bit of makeup. Mm. You know, but men can't do that. Mm. You know, and it is something that I suppose, if I've seen somebody, you know, who has acne all over their face and it's so noticeable, the last thing I would do is ask them, you know, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Because I know myself how straight away you go into a shell and it's like, oh my yeah, God, it's that noticeable. Well, I, you know, I, I, I want to, no, it's not. And I, I want to get them, um, Amy, thank you though, like for sharing that experience with us today, no because I can, I can hear, you know, even in how you, how you describe it, um, the, the toll that it takes on you and has done for, for oh, quite, 100%. quite a, yeah, n- a number of years. Yeah. St- stay with us. Um, Barry is on the line as well. Barry, what's your story? Hi, Dan. Yeah, I've, um, I'm 46 now. I still have keloid scars from acne that I had like every other guy, I suppose, in, in, te- in mm. my teens. I think I remember around 15, 16, I, I, I had really, it got like really bad. That was kind of the worst that it, that it was. And um, 30 odd years later, yeah, I still have a keloid scar, one in particular that's, that's sore every day. I can't wear certain types of shirts or a seatbelt will be uncomfortable in the car as well. Um, yeah, I had it like pretty bad chest, shoulders, face, everywhere where yeah. where you could get it basically. Yeah, and I know, like, 
I, like I can see even from the text coming in and I, I come to them in a moment as well just to get, you know, get other stories too. But like you know, people, so one of the points that a lot of the textures are making is that people often say things when you're a teenager, oh, it's part of the teenage, part of the teenage years and part of growing up and you'll grow out of it. And, but like you're talking now about being 46 and still dealing with daily pain from this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I remember I, ha- I even had an operation on those keloid scars in my early 20s, I think. And they, they went away and came back again. So um, two of them seemed to have, the pain went away. They're still there, still quite visible over time. But one in particular, it's just like it's exactly the same as it was 30 years ago, still quite sore. Um, the other scars, I, I think I went, like I would have been very self-conscious uh, about taking my top off years ago in, on the beach or in public uh, with the scars. But then eventually I just went, I can't remember why I just went look through this is what it is and I just yeah. stopped worrying about it Bring us back Barry to school if you can if you don't mind maybe when you're 14 and, yeah. and 15 and 16 and what are your memories of that? With that? Uh, it was an all boys school so I think most of the guys in the class were in the same boat some had it worse than others um, I can't really remember that we kind of made fun of each other as such. I remember once I got a big spot in my nose, which was like something out of a comedy or a cartoon. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get like ripped to shreds when I went to school. So basically I just had to preempt and get the joke in first. But nobody, I remember everybody had a stage mm. of a stage of it. Um, but just, yeah, some some got, got away lightly compared to others. There were other people who were worse than me. So I can imagine it must be far worse for a woman because, I still have visible scars on my shoulders, whatever, on my face, like with a, you know, facial hair, whatever. They're still there when I, if I have, if I'm clean shaven, I can still see the scars, some scars, but it doesn't really bother me. But I can imagine it must be, um, you know, some people who are self-conscious about scars must be pretty bad. The scars stay. So and yeah, I've, I, I still have the scars like 30 mm. odd years later. Yeah, tried everything, cream. Everything, yeah. That's what everybody yeah. says. We've tried don't everything, every treatment. Drink water, don't eat chocolate. <laughs> do this, do that, yeah. Do that, do that. I, I think it's just look at the draw. I don't yeah. know, maybe... I know. Well, that's. I'm. I'm hoping maybe we'll we want to hear some stories and maybe see what has worked for people or what advice um, uh, listeners might have today. Um, Leanne is with us as well, Barry. Leanne. Leanne Hannafin, presenter uh, on on ninety eight FM. Is this something you've had to deal with, Leanne? It is. Yeah, and I would have developed it probably when I was in college. So when I was in school, my skin thankfully was quite clear, so I didn't have the typical teenage skin you know I, I had a couple of pimples here and there um, but it was only when I got into college so maybe around 19 or 20 that it started developing so mine at that time was all concentrated on my forehead which um, apparently is down to irregular sleep it's down to stress so I kind of put it down to the fact that it was just you know around exam time or something like that but I'd say three or four years later it was still there and at this time it had slowly started getting worse to the point where I then started developing acne more on my chin um, and that's kind of still what I'm dealing with at the moment. Thankfully in the last, only within the last year really, um, my forehead started clearing up but I'm still dealing with the acne that's on my chin which is supposed to be hormonal reasons. So I know that the acne that I'm carrying at the moment is down to hormones. Um, So yeah, it's not something that's great to deal with 
again, like we've heard this afternoon, I'm somebody that has tried everything as well, would be very self-conscious um, with working, you know, five, six, sometimes seven days of the week. I don't really go a day without makeup just because of how insecure I kind of would feel in it. Um, so, yeah, it's difficult to try and navigate. And, and like, it's, it, 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 it's obviously, it knocked, has knocked your confidence then, Liam. It has, yeah, yeah big time. I, I would struggle a lot to to even leave the house without makeup on if there is a day where I do and I'm having an exchange with someone or a conversation. I can't even focus on the conversation that we're having because always in my mind, I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, they're they're looking at my spots now. They're looking at the acne saying, oh God, you know, it's looking really bad or whatever. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a confidence thing for sure that's, that's really been knocked. Uh, Jennifer Rock, who's the owner of the skinnerd.com, Leanne, is, is with us here as well. Like, Jennifer, do, do you get many people coming to you um, dealing with or to deal with acne? 100%. 100%, Andrew. I think the reality is I personally suffered with acne as a teenager, so I can relate to a lot of what Amy said originally and Barry said and yeah. what we're all saying. So it's a huge emotional topic, and I think the, the key thing is, I mean, statistically, 9% of people globally tend to suffer with acne, and we do tend to make that society linked to assuming that it's teenage based but as you're hearing there Barry 46 is still suffering with the, the, the post piece of acne so what I start off by saying is acne is a medical condition and a lot of people will come to us as you say Andrea to the skinner.com and they'll say I've tried everything and so typically that within our control what we have to do then is be morally correct and ethically correct and say skincare isn't always going to be the answer when it comes to acne so what I always try to say to our clients then is is a persistent, is a constant. So for example, if you're only getting five, six, seven, eight spots in a, in the same-ish area on a regular basis that you feel there's an element of shame that we've spoken with, there's an element of secrecy, there's an element of camouflaging and having feeling like you want to hide your face and not be engaged in conversations, that's impacting your life. And so as a result of that, yes, you can, of course, explore short-term things like salicylic acid, which I've talked about on the show many yes, times, yeah, yeah. antibacterial, anti-inflammatory, helps prevent against those red marks that you're left with. But that's not going to be your long-term solution when, Amy mentioned earlier, hers is hormonal and induced. So there's a lot of reasons and contributing factors internally. So I would always encourage someone to go to their doctor and get a referral to a dermatologist. People like you have them on the show regularly. Uh, Professor Katrina Ryan of the Institute for Dermatology are excellent. They'll guide you as to whether it's topical medication, internal medication, for how long, and the statistics that come from those are quite high. But you will, as with any illness, and that's the piece, that this is a disease that's if you look at the word broken down, it's a dis-ease. It's essentially the skin in a, in a place of unease, but it's medical. And I think the hard part to hear is, and I've had it myself as a teenager, people make comments and feel that they're doing you right by giving you opinions, but it's not. The same way you wouldn't give someone an opinion if you saw a plaque on their face or psoriasis on their elbow. So I really think it's important that people look in the mirror. If it's getting them down, if it's constant, if it's starting to scar, and they've tried, as they say, everything on the planet, it does need medical attention. And 
I feel from listening to a lot of our clients that would perhaps come to us with their, their teenage children, we can help to a degree. So you can definitely have a huge impact with your cleansers, your serums, your SPF, and you should be doing that alongside what a doctor or a dermatologist yeah. reckons. But there's a reluctance for parents sometimes to want to bring their kid. And so my answer is, as a parent of a 19-year-old who's gone through that phase of life with their child, it, it's, it really, listen to these stories, it really affects mm. our emotional peace. It's the and long-term. The Andrea. It, it I was going to say it's the long term impact, isn't it? Really, of 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 um the, the long term impact it can have for people that you know even have shared their story, like Barry there today yeah. as well. Can I ask you, Jennifer? Because a couple of different texts came in and and, and just summarise them into one. Uh, listeners looking for recommendations, um, for a you know for for a cleanser or something you might recommend for for teenagers with acne, um, and in particular, the, a lot of texts coming in for boys as well. Is there anything yeah, you'd recommend really on that? Yes. If I finish off the last part just for one moment, there's a new-ish qualification. I don't mean that disrespectfully, which is called psychodermatology. It's essentially people that are psychologists, so you know the qualifications they've gone through to get there, alongside a dermatologist. And so back to what all three people that you've had on prior to me talk and spoke about is that, that emotional implication, the fact that they won't engage in a conversation, they're distracted, people are teasing, back to the whole point of the, the, the call yeah. is because of Scarlett Johansson talking about the volcano. My point is, do realise that it has an impact on your psyche, your mind, your mind. So don't underestimate that. And yeah. for the answer to there, yes, look, salicylic acid is your short-term fix to try and see will that help mop up the extra oil? Will it help that redness? But if you're dealing with not just spots, but like what Barry's speaking about, which are cysts underneath the skin, he, he teased himself about how he had a large one on his nose, and I've had them myself mm. at many schools photo yeah. looking back. They, they can really debilitate you in the future. So I would say, yes, Something like skin ingredients, Sally okay. Cleanse, two percent, brilliant to mop up extra oil. But if it's persistent and that is only a band aid to the solution, mm. please do look do inside and please yeah, do absolutely. Look, there's more stories coming into us. If you want to get in touch, if this is something living with acne, maybe in your early years, or like some of the callers today, something you're still uh, dealing with, whatever. If you're looking for advice, send in your queries to us. It's oh eight seven fourteen hundred one zero six. That's the WhatsApp number. Give me a call either eighteen hundred four five three one zero six. We are talking, though, about um, living with acne and how did it affect you when you were growing up. Uh, Lunchtime Live at Newstalk.com is the email. There's a lot of people getting in touch about this today. Sarah Jane is on the line. What's your experience, Sarah Jane? Um, Hi. Uh, Yes, my experience is very similar to Amy's that was just on there a few minutes ago. So I have endometriosis and my story kind of started around 20 years ago when my pain started when I was around eight or nine. And my acne came alongside the same time I was suffering with my pain. Um, so I can't even say it's just down to having my period. It was due to having endometriosis. And I've done pretty much like what everyone else said, have been on all the pills, been on all the tablets. I've been on Oracutane, which I was on for about uh, nine months. Um, and of course, it did help. It eased my acne. It wasn't as like inflamed or sore. But then we noticed the trend was any time I had an endo flare, it would flare up and be very uncomfortable, very painful, very red, and like obviously made me feel very insecure because it's on my face. Mm-hmm. And like I can do so much as in like wear heavy duty foundation and concealers, but like you're still very aware, as like Amy said, when people are looking at you, you can see that they're looking at the acne. Um, and my consult in um, the UK, he is looking into seeing how we can actually deal with this as it is a medical problem with my endo um, because in the last year it's gotten worse and like I'm afraid to even leave the house without foundation on because I don't want people looking at me. Like last weekend I went out shopping with my boyfriend and I said, look, it looks good now 
um, not as right. It's improving. I'll go out without any foundation on. And uh, the minute I walked into the shopping centre, everyone looked at me. And I was like, is it because of how I'm dressed? And then I realised, oh, I have no makeup on. They're seeing my acne. I'm like, it's quite severe. Like, I know myself it's severe, but I thought it improved for the day. So I didn't want to be wearing mm-hmm. heavy duty foundation. I wanted to give it some breathing space. Um, but yeah, it made me feel very insecure and very like low in confidence that these people were staring at me because of my acne. And it's just, it's really hard to kind of wrap your head around that because it's been around 20 years, like of yeah, that constant battle. And like, even in school, you were mentioning to someone else there previously, in school, I couldn't wear makeup. So like it was a rule in our school that you weren't allowed to wear foundation or concealer. So I couldn't cover it up. And I was probably one of the only girls in my school. I went to an all girls school for three years um, and I was one of the only girls that had severe acne. And it used to kind of really upset me when other girls had one or two spots like, oh, my skin is so bad. And I'd like, really, like I have a full face of cystic acne that bleeds that is like really lumpy and sore like it's painful to touch my face even to try and clean my face used to hurt and um, it, it just really irritated me that I know I can imagine one or two yeah, yeah. Know, like no no cap on at all you know like yeah, yeah it's you know and, and it's it's interesting even some of the stories coming in like you know when people getting bullied over it and you know, yeah comments and commentary from from people as well um it's it's yeah it's 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 interesting the the I suppose the impact that it has on on people, you know, and the knock to the confidence, Sarah yeah. Jane, that you've described, and, and and Amy and Leanne as well, like and Barry too, you know, it's yeah, really, and and the fact that it can be such a it's a lifelong thing. Yeah, and like I've I've tried everything, and it'll ease off a little bit, and then obviously I'll have a flare up with my health, and then it'll come back worse, and I'll think one day, oh God, it looks good today, and then the next day it's just as bad, and like that bit of confidence you get when it's a good day, you're like, oh. I feel great today and then the next day you're back down the dumps because mm. you don't like how you look and that whole thing of looking in the mirror I don't like what I see in the mirror and like I, I hate that I hate that it's affecting me in that way because I tend to be a confident and outgoing person but it really does mm. wear you down and having to buy all the like heavy duty foundation stuff it's expensive it and is yeah going on things yeah. like Goacatane and stuff they're all expensive things to be doing yeah. um, so like it, it, it's, a, it's a huge thing to have a part of your life and again in terms of confidence you're kind of like dividing your budget being like oh I need to divide like 200 300 euro towards my makeup and my skincare so that like I can cover mm. up my acne it is it's it's yeah. it's it's very very expensive absolutely like the, the products you're 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 talking about as well uh, a listener says I'm I'm uh, I'm a fella and I suffer with acne to this day some days better than others not sure if it's diet tends to clear up when I'm abroad my cousin is the same um he had to get much stronger medication to find relief from it 27 years of age says this guy Emma's with us as well well, Emma, you're, you're suffering as well, and you did from a young age, is that right? Yeah, I, uh, hi there. Yeah, I you? suffered, um, my acne started at 11. Um, I remember the very, at a very young age, I had a paper round, as as um, most kids did in, in that time. Um, and the very first thing that I ever bought with my wages uh, was, you know, skin treatment, um, because my acne just started at such a young age and continued then. Um, through, I was always kind of promised. We're always oh, it's just because you're, you know, you're. It's because of your age. And then I passed that age and got a bit older, and it was still there, you know. And I got worse. And I really resonate with what your last um, caller, I think her name was Sarah Jane. Sarah Jane, was, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. saying because, um, you know, although I didn't have cystic acne, and there is different types of acne, um, 
you know, everything I did do and it just never worked. I couldn't ever, I, I couldn't afford the claims that I was buying. Mm. I was putting it all on credit cards as I got older. I was a single parent. Um, but how did, you remember, deal, how did you deal with it now then, Emma? Well, I started, um, well, I'm a, I was a beekeeper. I'm a, I am a beekeeper. Okay. Uh, I have been a beekeeper for the last 10 years and about five years into the old beekeeping, um, I had um, decided I was going to try and heal my gut. Somebody had told me about gut health and probiotics and stuff like that. And um, I'd, I'd done a little bit of that. And my skin had definitely improved. You know, gut health is so important for skin health. And it's definitely changed my diet in that sense as well. But I happened to, it was honey harvest time. I happened to put a little bit of a balm together with my honey and beeswax and some oils and some essential oils. And I made this incredible balm. Um, and from that then I started actually a business. Um, behave and body care okay. um, we have over 160 products but my best sellers will still be the acne products that, that I make um, you know so it's a very holistic um, sort of route to helping to clear the acne I was on Roaccutane I was on GIAC yeah. I was on all of those and things and you found it helped Emma absolutely yeah. yeah within a week my skin had definitely healed um, and I have very I very rarely get spots now and I'm, I'm not saying that that's going to be the thing that everybody experiences, no, but no, a good take that, broad yeah. spectrum of my customers do find that the advice that we give, we've got a shop and a website, the advice that we give in store and online whenever anybody is purchasing for acne, we've got quite a complex um, sort What's of What's the name of the, the website, Emma, just for listeners? Uh, behavenbodycare.co.uk. So it's B-E-E and then Haven is H-A-V-E-N and bodycare. .co.uk and then if on that there is skincare advice there's a whole blog about my recovery mm. from acne and there's a section on the website that has all of the products that we'd recommend yeah. you try and well, I it's... always do reinforce the gut health aspect of it okay. as well. No it's an interesting point and, and, and the fact that you say it's something you've you know dealt with for, for a number of years yourself too. This listener says I'm 31 male acne has left me with permanent and untreatable scars on my shoulders and back and like most people I've tried everything over the years if I could go back and do one thing differently this listener says they'd eliminate dairy products from their diet. Switching to soya milk seems to have helped me in the last couple of years. Seeking out alternative medicine as well has helped also, quite recently, researching and trying treatments and diet changes. Just my advice and thoughts, says this texter. Lunchtime live at newstalk.com. That's the email address. Emma and Sarah Jane, thanks to you both for getting in touch, for sharing your stories uh, with us here today on the programme. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday on News Talk.